Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Tud. And I'm Obert. And it's an episode of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> One of those ones that we love to record. There it is. Share with That's our right. fans. We love to record the podcast, and we do it every week. Live. Wait, not live. No, <laughs> definitely live. We do it live. They're just not hearing it live. No, I don't know about that. No, this is dead. This is a dead podcast. No, no. We're, we're, we're recording live. You're not hearing us live, but we even have a studio audience in front of us, too. All right. Now, this is the sound effect. It? Yeah. Yeah. You have to hit the laugh I, track. I know. I'm, I'm working on it. Oh. oh, okay. It's very good studio audience. <laughs> They're a little slow, but, you know. <laughs> they don't get all the jokes. There it is. Yeah. You know, uh, I waved. I waved to him. That's when Chris walks in. <laughs> That's they do. That. Yeah, exactly. It'd be yeah. funny if you and heard that, t- and then then all of a sudden you heard this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, no, another episode of the podcast in the books. Uh, I'm excited that the studio audience is here. Um, I mean, they've always been here. You just you know now we. <laughs> there they are. We just um, up until this very moment. <laughs> for the last hundred or so episodes we've um held up a sign that says silence please and we finally right. bring the sign and down and tell you what they got some pent-up energy right that's true yeah i mean it doesn't help that they've been trapped in tud's basement for that long but you so, know sorry i was you, they have some pent-up energy oh yeah that's what i meant i mean yeah it's for being up. locked up in tud's basement they wouldn't have pent-up energy in that case Oh, wow. <laughs> Tud's, Tud's holding up the sign again that says silence. So, yeah. We tried, we we tried would to never get them know. to react here, but Tud is uh, forbidden. Oh, they, okay, only, there you go. they only make noise when I tell them to make it out of fear for their life. <laughs> yes. Not, not everybody else. Okay. That makes sense. Makes a little bit more sense. So, well, welcome, studio audience. Welcome out of Welcome, Tud's basement. Yeah, non-studio audience. Welcome podcast audience. Welcome to the live podcast. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna wave my flag on this one. I don't think I don't think we're ever gonna get through. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a podcast that was at one point in the history of time recorded live. Yes. Correct. Welcome. <laughs> it is not now, but it it, it was then. <laughs> right. When we're hearing these voices, we're live. When you're hearing our voices, we're not live. Oh, they get it. They get you know, it. Ted, we're going to have to do a live stream one day, and then then you can finally say we're live. Come and get you live. <laughs> Come and get you live from Tridata Studios or whatever. Tridata um, Studios? What is that? Oh, it's a, it's a joke <laughs> from, from a different thing. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. <laughs> That one guy thought it was funny. That's the one guy who sits in the balcony. Yeah. Uh, enough about live and live and not live, and we're we're definitely live right now. Um, it's time to drink some beer. Um, I'm gonna go first because, as is tradition, usually, and I also have a really cool beer that I think we need to discuss a little bit more in depth. Wait, do you normally go first? Is that what you're saying? I think I go first a lot. You should do that less. I want to drink more first. Yeah, actually, I want to go first. Well, too late. I already cracked the beer. 
No, mine is still in the fridge, so it's not too late. <laughs> I can still crack mine. Over, could you read that for me, please? Whoa. It, this beer is called Chips and Dip. So What kind of chips? I don't get it. So I brought a beer. So I've, I have a beer that's brewed by um, Tox Brewing Company and Little House Brewing Company. Two uh, favorites of the pod. Um, called Chips and Dip. It is a sour ale brewed with mango, hot peppers, key lime, lime zest, tortilla chips, and sea salt. It sounds like the Tostitos hint of lime of beers. I think that's exactly what it's what it's meant to be. Um, the can has pictures of obviously some people eating some some chips and some dips, some some Mexican style salsa, a margarita in the corner, and it reads that uh, chips and dip is not about indulging in snacks. It's about enjoying the simple pleasures in life in the company of those you care about. So, um, I thought I would share my adventures with getting this beer, and then I would share what the beer tasted like. Yeah. So tell us. Where, how did you, far did you voyage to find this beer? Yes. Yeah, so I ordered this beer on a whim um, one night. And by whim, I mean on a drunken random tangent one night. When I saw it, I was like, oh, this will probably be worth it. So I ordered it and had to drive down on a Friday and got to Tox Brewing Company at 7.30, even though their Facebook says that they closed at 9. So I thought I was in perfect timing to get there. So Shut when you ordered this beer, was it like a hashtag do it for the pod type of moment? I th- I think that's what drunk me was thinking, yes. Because I've had those. It's like, I would never buy this beer for me, but I'm buying it for our listening audience. Right. When you hear this and beer. And the studio like, audience. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. No, no, no. no. You're too kind. So when I when I saw this, I said, you know what? I don't really want to drink this, but if I pass it up and you guys ever find out that it actually existed, you guys would be like, why didn't you get this beer for the pod? Because it just sounds so unique that it has to be done. Well, you've done, you, well, you did a, a while ago the whole surf and turf thing. Well, you did surf on the main show and turf on the Patreon show. Right. So this is kind of in the same vein. Correct. Yes. This is, this was something along the same lines where I was like, hey, I have to get it for the podcast no matter what, even if it sucks. Um, Got to do it. So, in true Tud fashion, I didn't just buy four of them. I bought eight of them. Um, But I drove down, and Tox was already closed. Apparently, their Facebook is not up to date. So, I drove all the way to New London from my house in South Windsor. And then had to turn around on Saturday and go back to to New London to pick this beer back up. Meanwhile, keep as I was going on the way, I passed Little House. So, I could have bought it from Little House. Didn't realize I was going to be passing Little House to get to Tox, or else I would have just bought it from Little House. One drive per four pack. One drive per four pack. Correct. <laughs> We're um, talking fifteen miles of beer here. Miles per beer. Is that how many miles I live away? I don't know. I'm guessing. Are you thirty miles from the brewery? Oh, probably more than that. Jeez, you got to up your your MPBs <laughs> or gotta, decrease yeah. them. I guess. I got to try to decrease. I should just go to um, Connecticut Valley from now on. That's zero mile, or that's like one mile per beer. Yeah, that's or definitely the quarter most economical. Mile per beer. Right. Hang on, let me take a picture. Or, but do you find it annoying that the flash doesn't automatically come on? Only on when iPhones? I'm taking pictures of beers. That's the only time I want it on. So, yes, sometimes in the context of beer photography, all the time. All right. So, let's uh, let's get the nose flavors out of the way here first. <laughs> As you guys can see, I poured it in a special glass, the, the Sam Adams glass that's supposedly supposed to keep the beer, like the bubbles in the beer. I figured that would help this beer i have one of those sam abs glasses i'm a big fan so on the nose i smell a lot of lime um 
a lot of lime. Maybe a, a, maybe a little bit of sea salt, and there's definitely a, a little bit of hint of something spicy in there. So I, I've got to assume that that's the, the hot peppers that were thrown into this thing. But initial, initial uh, smell is mostly lime. Let's dive in. Beer is good. Beer is good. I'll get there. It's difficult what I'm doing when I'm doing my my review. Hey, we um, all gotta get soundboards. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. It's done. <laughs> okay, so on the flavor, it's definitely very mangoey up front. Um, not a lot of lime on the on the the taste, but it's a mango-y. lot of lime on the nose. Yeah, there. So the first ingredient they say is with mango. Okay, I you know you talked a lot about a lot about the lime. I didn't. I didn't realize it was so mangoey. Yeah, so it's ma- so it's mango, hot peppers, key lime, lime zest, tortilla chips, and sea salt. So first flavor you get coming across definitely is the mango. Um, you know, you get a lot of. I guess it's the key lime flavor. I guess it kind of tastes like a key lime pie after that, and then it kind of fades away into a nice malty like back end, which I'm going to toss up to the chips there. But the the really interesting ending here is that it's it's a sour ale, but it ends not with like a like a sour flavor it ends with like a spicy note from the from the chili peppers do you feel it more like the back of your palate kind of like the top of your throat yeah almost like you just like inhaled some black pepper and it's just kind of like stuck back there oh everybody's favorite flavor inhaling black pepper (laughs) (laughs) it just kind of leaves it like that that back of the tongue burn makes you want to cough but in a good way yeah yeah exactly (laughs) um pretty solid though Definitely, I was expecting this to be worse than it is. I'm actually surprised that it's as good as it is, if that makes any sense. You know, you did drive all the way there twice for this beer. I'm surprised you expected it to be so bad. Well, I, I mean, when you see a, somebody brew a beer that's made with chips and dip, you don't expect it to be the most amazing beer in the world. But this one is surprisingly pretty good. I'm not going to call it's not a five. It's probably not even a four and a half, but it's really good. The fact that I'm even debating putting it in a four category should tell you what you that need to know something. about the thing. I mean, going by the untapped scale with this beer is great and all, but I'm very curious where it is on the chips and dip scale. That's a very good question. <laughs> how <laughs> how's the chips and dip scale go, Chris? Yeah, yeah what's, what's um, a well, 10 and what's a zero? Oh, is 10 well, the max, I guess is the question. No, 10 is not the max. Oddly enough, the max is 55. This is a 55-point scale. Right, yes. It's broken into 11 categories on the scale of 0 to 5. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or, was it, I was yeah, sorry, or, or was it 5 categories on a scale of 0 to 11? I was, I'm not never sure. <laughs> uh, it depends on which region of the world you're coming from. Okay, okay. But the, the American version is 5 scales of 11. <laughs> okay. So... The rest of the world is 11 scales of five. So, I mean, I understand where the confusion is. And, and the five um, scales, right? It's like you got the... So, one, obviously, is the zestiness. Two is the ch- the, the chunkiness. Yep. Um, three is picante level, of course. Right. Right. Yep. I always forget. What are the next two? Four is... <laughs> did you say chipotle? <laughs> I, said ju- I said chunkiness. Chunkiness. It's four is chipotle-ness. And five is the, <laughs> five is the, the, and five the consistency. Is, Five is a consistency. No. You can't have Five's too watery. You got to rate water. Five, Five is not the consistency. Five is the... Oh, t- sorry, that's, Ted, that's... Ted, you're thinking of the, of the 11 point scale. This is the five point yeah, scale out of 11 American points. Version. Totally different. Oh, okay. I was going <laughs> right. by the German scale, apparently. <laughs> no, that's, that's the rest of the world. 
they're they're on a different scale. Okay, so of, so real quick, let's go through the the five the five points on this. <laughs> All right, what's what's point one? Because I'm only familiar with the international version. Well, it's, I don't know. Whatever Ober just said. Ober just said <laughs> the first three. <laughs> I should have been taking it well, to my anyway, own joke. A zero is white bread and water. Okay. On the on the chips and dip scale, zero is white bread and water. And, and 55. And 55 is... 55! Uh, I don't know. What's the best chips and dip you ever had? The... the the fresh pico de gallo they make at the big e right in front of you and then they give it they make you try to take a sample of it so they can sell you the blender that's the best i haven't i haven't kay. had that before oh that's my the God. best chips and it's dip so ever. good the best chips and dip i've ever had they make down in texas they make a queso dip that has chili queso and guacamole all mixed in mm. it's called a bob mm. arnold it's a, it's fantastic see that's only a 52 on the scale though so the biggie it is, the, is the one. It, it only gets a 10 on the Ariba. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty good, but not, not good enough. So, anyways, um, on that scale. Zero to 55. Be? Where does chips and dip fall? <laughs> you know, it's the, the official scale. If I had a dip that tasted like this. <laughs> He's thinking about it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a 33. Okay, all right. So so better than halfway. That's no oh wait, no. Yeah, no better than halfway. That's how math works. Yeah, 66 percent of the way. No, not quite. <laughs> um. So, but what if it was a chip flavored like that? What if you bit into a chip and it tasted like this? What's a what's a ten on the chip or what's a what's the chip scale? It's the same. No, this oh. is all the same chips and dip scale. It's, that's the chips and dip scale. Yeah, oh. it's one. It's one. If scale. I had a chip that tastes like this, this would probably be closer to like like a forty-two. Okay, so chip chip okay. would be better. And okay. where does Cooler Ranch so, fall on the fifty-five point scale? Uh, what like uh, Dorito Cool Ranch? Of course. Um. I, I love them. They're my oh, this is. I wanted to know Todd's subjective, so oh, I could okay. I could fit this in this ranking. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, I I have my number. I like Cool Ranch. <laughs> I would put them probably at like you know like a forty nine fifty. I I said fifty. Yeah, I'm then much more of a nacho cheesier kind of guy. Really? Yeah. Oh. But uh, see, I I, always, there's I, the... I I knew that it's weird that I knew that I know Chris's favorite kind of Dorito, but. He's the kind of things. <laughs> he's the kind of things you learn when you grow up next to, with next to your best friends. So the spicy uh, Dorito man. is better, and so is the spicy Cheeto. But those didn't exist when we were all right. hanging out playing Crash Bandicoot in Chris's basement. Right. That, yeah, that's, no, true. that's true. I mean, I will give the spicy. What is it? The spicy chili. I think it is the purple bag. Whatever the purple bag is, that's a pretty good one. That one's uh, good. Still not. Still not a cool ranch though. The, cool the flaming hot cool ranch is my jam. The flaming hot Cheetos have to be like my favorite chip. That and the Andy's cap, like like hot fries. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's not this scale. That's a different. <laughs> that's scale. not that's not the chips and dip scale because you don't dip those into. <laughs> have you? Stuff. Ha, hang on. Have you ever dipped a Dorito? No, I don't dip many things. I'm not a big dipper. No, but you're blowing holes in my scale, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Chris doesn't. Chris doesn't dip much. Doesn't dip much. Don't dip much. If it's not barbecue but, sauce, get out of here. That's right. That's right. Kick you to the curb. But anyways, thank you for entertaining the international. Well, no, the the national scale of chips and dip. Um, 
the NC and D scale. <laughs> Do you guys know why it's 55, by the way? No. Cinco de Mayo. That's the only reason. It's gotcha. <laughs> that was why I they you adopted became... the 11-point scale on the yeah, five categories. Exactly right. That's I exactly thought you had become it. a Sammy Hagar fan in the last nope. couple of days. Nope. Not that. I mean, I don't. I like that song very much. But anyways, anyways, continue with the bogus untapped scale. What is, What do you think of that? Is yeah. So oh yeah, there's a beer not... that started the song. We talked about beer in the show. I forget. I'm gonna give it a four. Um, I think it's a little bit above a four, but it's not quite a point. It's not quite a four to five for me. So I'm gonna have to settle at a four. Um, tell me a little bit about the uh. The Untappediverse. Uh, so it's got a total currently of... Wait, I, did he guess? No, it's got a total of 240 check-ins. Okay. Um, I think that the Untappediverse is riding with me a little bit. I think that they're probably a little bit above a 4, but below a 4 to 5. I'm going to do 4.11. You know, I knew you were going to say 4.11. I don't know why. I just knew it. I just had a feeling. Uh, very, I got very, a very feeling. close. Very close. 4.09. Oh, so close. So, very close. So close. And of yeah. the 240 people, I wouldn't be surprised if you were the one who drove the farthest to get this beer. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, you're at, you've got the probably the highest MPB out there. I mean, I don't think many people had to drive to it twice, so. I'd that's, probably definitely win. That's right. Wow. I had a friend that rated a five. It's listen, it's very good for a for being a weird beer. It's definitely very good. So I just want to point out this guy, I'll give him a shout out, Pete. Not the gong guy. A different different guy. Pete. Different Pete. Uh, no, not, right, not, Pete, now, Pete. not now. Not, not you, Pete. Now. Calm down, Pete. Uh no, Pete, a guy I used to work with, um, has uh he's closing in on five forty five hundred check-ins uh or four forty five hundred beers um and he gave this a five so he's had he's had beers he's he had has a lot a of beers palette. how many fives does but Pete it, have yeah I was gonna say does he does he rate all beers a five because this probably skews that a little he's bit thirty eight hundred no, fives I know I know he doesn't but that's a good question let's see hmm let's pull up Pete let's see no his average oh so his average rating is a three point nine one which is kind of high. He has 92 five-star ratings. That, so that's, that's high. That's more than the three I, of us combined. Yeah, I have... My average rating's a 3.76. Mine's a 3.75, yeah. I've given out 23 five-star ratings. I've only given five. So... No, I've given... Oh, 34 ratings. Sorry. Out of five. That's... I thought it was five, and then I was like... What <laughs> I've given five five-star... I've given five 32-star ratings. I have five unranked a, beers though, which is interesting. That's that's the chips and dips scale, yeah. But anyways, it seems to be a very well uh, liked year? beer amongst the community. So congratulations, Tox Brewing Company and Little House. Yeah, good good job to them. Um, I recommend it. Um, I don't recommend driving to down from South Windsor to London twice to get it. But <laughs> overall, good beer. Glad I did it for the pod. Um, delicious. So that's my review. I'm going to hand this off to Chris. Okay. So today I bring to the podcast a repeat brewery. And I do apologize because, you know, I try, I strive, I strive to have different breweries. Well, you know what we can do? We can give you two beer pours for that. 
I don't understand why that would make it better. <laughs> um, I try to have distinct breweries on the podcast, but... I really thought that Ted was paying the sound effect a third time, and I'm like, we don't need three. <laughs> <laughs> see, pick that, pick that up in post. Um, and But, you know, last time from these guys, I had a sour. It was very good. So I saw this IPA and decided I had to bring it to the podcast. And this is Edmunds Oast Brewing, and it's their Bound by Time IPA. So um, cool, pretty cool can art. I mean, it's got like moths on it and stuff, and it's got a little clock. And now what was the beer you brought from them previously? Yeah, I've never heard it. I don't think I've heard of this brewery before. I mean, I know I have because you said you brought it to the pod, but I don't remember it. Hold on. Well, you can't look it up because you might see the rating for the, the beer you're looking at. Then don't ask questions. I really don't remember you having this on the podcast before. It was a sour. It was like a black. It was like blackberry something sour. Uh, you might have just mentioned the brewery name once and we moved on. Uh, how do I sort? There you go. Sour blackberry raspberry. I don't remember. Have tried before. Uh, I didn't. I didn't check it in. Oh God. All right. We can stop looking then. Not you're important. Good. I can cut yeah, that yeah. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I'm did, apparently pretty didn't sure you didn't have these guys on the podcast. I don't know. No, I have, but um, it was it was a while ago. But were you, where I, were you living? I think I was in Tennessee still. Okay. Yeah, it was it was a long time ago. But anywho, so uh, as you can see, Hazy haze Boy boys here got haze. Haze boys got haze. Uh, not a very uh, the the head disappeared pretty quickly, which I think. I guess it, you know, it's hit or miss, but ooh, ooh, what is that? Ooh, smells good. Smells nice and sweet. It's got a good, uh, got a good smell to it. Oh, what is that? Oh man, this fruit is gonna bother me. I'm gonna have to taste it. But uh, there's a really sweet fruit. You need Todd's infamous fruit palette. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I, I'm getting it. I'm like smell. I'm smell membering it. Take your time. It smell. It smells like something. God. I'm gonna start throwing out fruits at you. I think it'll only confuse him because I wanted to do the same. It smells like a juice I've had before. Okay. No, this is good. This is smells like very berry from very 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 berry kicks. There it is. Oh god, I'm all confused. All right, I'm gonna I'm just gonna taste it because I can't I can't I can't pick it up right now. But it's smelling so so it's it's got a very sweet smell to it, like a, a a sweet fruit and um. It's gonna it's gonna bother me unless I unless I just try and get into it. So let me see what this uh, IPA offering from Edmonds Oast is all about. Let's go and drink some beer. This is very good, very very good. Um, oh, it's gonna. This is literally gonna drive me insane. I might have to. I might have to look up tasting Oast because I I might do it after I rate the beer because this. This tastes like a fruit juice that I've had before, <laughs> but um, you know the it's very prominent in the beginning. It's 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 like it's got some nice sweet notes to it. Um, you can taste the fruit very very clear, and then it it does flip over to like a a nice like it's bitter but not too bitter ending, um, and that's what lingers through the rest of the beer. And it's it's really really good. Just a very very solid IPA. Um, nothing is too harsh about it. I mean, the bitterness is relatively tame. The sweetness is very well balanced by bitterness. So it's not like I don't know. It's just it's one of those beers that you could kind of just kind of jump into. And 
I think enjoy no matter who you are. Now that's that's me with t- almost twenty five hundred check ins, but like <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like delicious. it's 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 really really good. Um, you want to send me one in the mail? I I only have one. I bought it as part of a mix pack. So um, yeah, I, I but now I wish I bought a four pack. Yeah, you should do that if they, if if they had it available. So. Um, you know, I've heard of Edmonds Oast. I've had one a di- one beer from them before. It was, but that was a sour, which was also very good. And um, there's just a solid brewery from everything that I've seen on Instagram and things of that nature. So, um, you know, I expect to buy more of this stuff, but you know, maybe it'll be maybe I'll put more on on the for the for the patrons because I I really I don't like to repeat breweries, even though I've been doing it recently. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, um, at some point, you're going to run out of breweries. That's when Chris moves again. Right. That's about <laughs> it. Yeah. Once right, I, Dana, once I pack deplete a state. Pack up the kids. That's right. I think I've kids. done all the breweries. You need to move on. <laughs> I've, I've, I've beaten them all. Let's go. Got to pack up and move away. So uh, it's going to drive me bananas because I can't, I can't place what juice I'm thinking of right now and what fruit I'm thinking of. So it's going to drive me insane. I'm going to have to look up tasting notes and something's going to pick up but anyways uh i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give this a four and a quarter it, it's really good it's a beer made like especially for me and i thank them for that because not every brewery takes me into account and they should um <laughs> but, but it's, no it's a very 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 solid beer um i think the untappedverse is going to be very high on it as well maybe not quite as high as i am i'm gonna say it's a 4.06 What's it called again? Play the music. What's it called again? Oh. Bound by Time from Edmund's Oast. Play the music. Do it. I know I'm right. Yeah. I know it. They're not far off. Point one. It's a 3.96. Damn it. Damn it. Okay. Well, apparently apparently I'm off, but I really enjoy the beer. So take that, untapped verse. Oh, it sounds really good. It, and like... Ted was saying, if you ever find extras, I'd love to try one. This sounds like yeah, a beer you're really excited about. I nosed it first, though. Well, if you if he only finds one more, you can have dibs after Chris drinks it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, I think Obert is, needs to have a beer. Okay, thanks, Chris. So this week, I'm excited to yep. bring a beer from the Harvest Moon Brewery out of Belt, Montana. This uh, is called the Get Lost Ale, and it's named after a popular bumper sticker that you see around here, which is just the shape of Montana. It's all green, and it says Get Lost, and then in parentheses it says In Montana. Um, Harvest Moon makes... I feel like that'd be be creepy. Yeah, it's kind of like a joke, I guess. I don't know. It's like, you know, a joke bumper sticker. But um, Harvest Moon, they are famous for their belty and white... They have the pig's ass porter, and um, I'm excited. I haven't tried this beer before, but it's supposed to be, it's called a crisp pale ale. I'm imagining it's going to be pretty light, pretty smooth. It's brewed in the heart of Montana with pure Madison aquifer water. Um, I really like the can because it's all black with the um, elevation topographic lines. I don't know if you guys can really see that kind of all around the can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, um, it's pretty sharp. Pretty sharp can. Good job, um, Harvest Moon, for coming up with that. Oh, oh, this this guy is already fizzing over before I even pour it into the 
the glass here. So, <laughs> oh, oh God, it's spilling. Oh no, Chris Poor for sure. Oh God, oh no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I just what? had to dump it into the glass before it exploded all over. You me, so. folks, hold folks, that up. hold that up over it. Hold that up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the spear oh, immediately was... started foaming as soon as I cracked it open. So well then, we'll finish this. We'll finish this episode eventually. Yeah, an hour from I'm now. I'm gonna go take a nap. <laughs> Maybe if I get the the nose flavor with it. And the nominees for worst sound effect of all time go to. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk Wow, this is just a really, really heady beer. Like, <laughs> I keep on trying to top it off, and it's just, it's just all foam. But you can see from the little bit of foam that's uh, cleared out, it definitely looks like it's going to be a very, very light beer. And this weighs in at 4.7 ABV. It looks pretty clear, yeah. Um, yeah, so a little different than I think what we normally review here. But, um, you know, this is a great, I would say, from the marketing, they really market it towards, you know, summertime outdoor activities. You know, they always have these pictures of people in paddle boats, like canoes or kayaks, catching these gigantic trout on the rivers. Um, which makes me really want to catch fish and drink this beer. Well, if you ever get to, if you ever get to uh, review it, sure. This has um, been in my fridge for a long time. That would I, explain a lot. I bought this beer around the same time I got popcorn. Oh, geez, that's a long time ago. Yeah, November. Almost as old as your beer from the first episode, Ted. That is true. Except for I only, I only acquired that beer this weekend. No, that's true. This has been. I've always kind of felt this is going to be a blobby air sour. This has kind of been sitting in the back of my fridge and I've been putting out drinking. But I thought anyway. about doing a, doing a Pilsner this episode. but So without further ado, cheers, boys. Cheers. Mm, I'm pleasantly surprised with this beer. I wasn't expecting a lot. I was expecting it to be like a pretty boring pale ale, given that it's called a crisp pale ale. Instead, I get a lot more of a wild yeast strain, a lot more um, of those, you know, banana wild yeast flavors um kind of mixed in with a pale ale with a little bit of hoppiness as well so tell me more i think this would be a good you know hot summer day beer but it's still heavier like it still packs more of a punch i thought this was going to be i don't know like a bass ale like like a just a generic you know clean malt clean hop minimal taste beer but instead this actually has quite a bit of um hop and malt and yeast profile to it so um from the malt standpoint i'm getting a lot of wheat flavors coming through um very much a strong wheat flavor in this beer which i think is kind of compounded with that wild yeast strain that i'm tasting and when i try and pick out the hops definitely much more of a subdued hop bitterness um the hops really i think are just there to kind of complement and bring forward that wheat flavor you know, the more I drink this beer, the more I realize I haven't had a wheat beer. What's the last time you guys had a wheat beer? It's been a long time since I've gone uh, my way to have something that was marketed as a wheat beer. I think um, I think somebody left a winter wheat beer here, so I think I, I mean, drank it a couple weeks ago. You guys remember? Yeah, I feel like 
I feel like I hadn't had one that long ago, but it was like a wheat beer. Oh, I think it was. I think it was the Red Hook. I think it was a wheat beer with like raspberry or something like that. Okay, and it was it was solid, but like it had the raspberry. Right. It wasn't just straight up. Yeah, this reminds me a lot of the. Um, you guys ever have that Bud Light Golden Wheat that came out around the same time they introduced uh, Bud Light Lime? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed Bud Light Golden Wheat for some I, reason. I don't think I had that one. Wow, Todd the Bud Light King. Right. No, well, this is. Um, I mean, we're talking. We're talking original. Original Bud Life. No, I know. I you you can't judge it by its spinoffs. I I totally understand that. But for those of you who ever had the Bud Light Golden Wheat with the instructions to roll it on the table, you'll uh, yup, you'll remember this beer. <laughs> you'll remember that beer. And um, this is a pretty close approximation. I think it's. I think it's a little bit more malt bodied. Golden Wheat tried to be a little bit crisper and sweeter, where this has maybe more of those caramelly tone. But um, you know what? I'm overall a fan, so uh, I'm going to rate this Get Lost Ale from Harvest Moon Brewery 375, solid wheat beer. I think the untapped verse is going to be less kind than me, though. I think, um, you know, Harvest Moon has a lot of really good beers. I mentioned the two of them earlier, the Pig's Ass Porter, the Pig's Ass Porter, the Pig's Ass Porter, and the Beltian White, but... um, I think this isn't going to get as much love, so I'm thinking this is probably going to be somewhere around like the 355 mark. Is that your guess? That's my guess. So out of 74 check-ins. 74 check-ins. 74. Listen, when there's yeah. only four people who live in your state, what you have to start expecting low numbers. You know, that's a good point. Um, Out of 74 check-ins, the overall rating is a 3.09. This might actually be the lowest overall score that we've had on the podcast outside of like the Chiladas. I don't even know if the Chiladas were that low. I don't think we've ever reviewed a two point something, right? No, I feel like I feel like there's something had to have been that low. Well, wow. were, were, were we even doing the untapped averse guesses at the Chiladas? Because that was a long time ago. Yeah, so maybe I was a little too generous, but again, with 44 check ins, I think the average is kind of out the window. So, um, untapped averse fu. I'm right, you're wrong. (laughs) There you go, you show up. All right, so it's that time of the episode where we pull our frosty mug of wisdom out of our freezer, pass it around and fill it up with life advice, things we like, Amazon products, YouTube videos, etc. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test. Mug of wisdom. Drink. Mug of wisdom. Todd, why don't you kick us off this week? Oh, a, a new shittier gone. <laughs> <laughs> Where where did where did uh where'd Pete go? He's that's that's Pete. Pete got a new gong. Oh, uh, he needs to return that he, and get the old gong. He heard yeah, Ober's old gong. Ober complained about how bad the gong was, so Pete went out and got a new gong. Why did he get a worse gong? I think you would have to ask Pete that question. My handle this week is going to be Death Wish Coffee. So I don't know if you guys have heard of this before, but it seems to be a pretty popular thing that uh, some podcasters advertise in their podcast. So I went out and I bought some to try it. And So you want to be one of those podcasters? I do. I would love to be one of those podcasters. <laughs> so 
I went out and bought some Death Wish coffee using a promo code off of one of the podcasts I listened to, and I had it sent to my house. And I got some some beans, some some whole beans, some ground beans, some pumpkin flavored beans, and some cans of cold brew coffee. And having tried it all, I can say that it might be my favorite coffee I've ever had. Um, it it. it it prides itself on being the world's strongest coffee, and it lives up to that. Even one 8-ounce can of the Death Wish Coffee Cold Brew is enough to, to basically substitute all the coffee I drink in one day. So, I recommend it. That sounds like an unhealthy amount of caffeine. I don't know. Well, I don't know how much coffee you were drinking before. Right. If it was that, like, it really I was drinking 12 ounces in a whole day before. I was, yeah, I was, only, <laughs> I was only drinking like 16 to 20 ounces of coffee a day. So now it's only 8 ounces of coffee. It's much better. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's 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 not too bad. I mean, when you get to the big boy levels, you might need two of them bad boys, but you know. So is it basically espresso strength? Basically, but it's coffee flavored and not super strong like espresso. It doesn't taste like it's like super caffeinated, if that right. makes sense. But in terms of like caffeine per ounce, Cor- like imagine an espresso. Correct. Correct. It's it's basically if instead of instead of it being two ounces for an espresso, this is eight ounces for coffee. It has the same amount of caffeine. So I have seen I have not heard any of these ads on the podcasts. I don't must not listen to the same ones that advertise this Deathwish coffee. But I have seen it in the grocery store. Um yeah, very catchy marketing with like the uh Jolly Roger flag. But um it seemed really expensive. It was like $25 a pound, $22 a pound, something like it that. It is pretty expensive, but keep in mind you're not drinking as much, if that makes sense. Right. So instead of, you know, using I don't know I don't know what the ratio is when you make actual coffee. I don't like hot coffee. I think it's garbage. Um instead of making, you know, instead of say let's just say you use 2 ounces to make, you know, a pot of coffee, you would only use like an ounce or a half an ounce to make a pot of coffee. Does that make sense? Right. But so so ultimately it's the best coffee you've ever had. It is the best We're coffee. We're going to keep ever. buying it. I, I am. Okay. You recommend I check it out. I honestly was a little intimidated because I was like, this is a slippery slope here. And then I'm going to get stuck in this downward caffeine cycle because <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I did not drink coffee until I moved to Montana. That was about when I was making the transition to be from a non-coffee drinker to being a coffee drinker. And I still am like, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't need a cup of coffee. I can quit anytime I want. I'm, but, uh, <laughs> I'm fairly new to the but, coffee game as well, Obert. I, I didn't like coffee up until I went on my honeymoon and had coffee. Okay. In Italy, so. No wonder you think the hot stuff is garbage. You're still working your way through the cold stuff. Right. No. So, it, yeah. So it's, it, it's like slowly increasing your tolerance to caffeine. I could see how you could slide off the slippery slope and be, you know, become a coffee fiend like Chris. Who drinks a pot of coffee a day? That is correct. Yes, or multiple K cups. If I if I don't have a if I don't have a pot available, yes. I so Chris, what are your thoughts on this Deathwish coffee? Are you gonna try it? Uh is I don't know. I uh, I kind of gotten very comfortable with my coffee. You know, it's you got it, 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 it a good rhythm. It's 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 cheap enough, but also high enough quality where it's not garbage. Like I made the mistake. Because for a while there, I was doing the French press every morning and all that stuff. Um, now that I work at the ass crack of dawn, I don't really do the French press as much. But so I was like, I'll just I bought a little little pot of coffee and I just drink that every day now. And I made the mistake of going back to like and getting Folgers and I wanted to die. I was like, this is this is terrible. When in my in my infancy of coffee days, I, I used to have Folgers all the time. I was like, oh, OK, I don't know any better. So right. it sounds as though Tud 
just kind of skipped that phase, went straight to coffee straight from Italy, which I'm assuming is really good, and now has the 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 creme de la creme of death wish coffee so i don't know i don't know i don't know if you can ever you, you didn't suffer the pains that i suffered that is true <laughs> so now so now you're a you're a folgers reserve kind of guy no no folgers <laughs> private stock i'm a i'm a hundred percent folgers gold guy. i like the colombian coffee it's pretty now, good it's chris are you is that a brand uh-huh. are you a costco member i'm not i'm a sam's club member so sub handle here ober i think you have costco's in your area right uh yeah we have one so that's all you really need. costco also sells <laughs> cans of cold brew as well um they're not as good as death wish but they are really good uh kirkland brand so sam's club may have something similar to that too where you can buy cans of cold brew to go yeah i actually think i saw a streamer that was like talking about them and they were like yeah it's just from costco like the costco brand it's like, pretty good yeah. we have some sitting on our counter right now because i'm still waiting on my next death wish order to come through so so i'm i'm gonna try death wish you know what I'm convinced. Todd, do you have send a, send me a coupon code? I'll, I'll send you a code after we hang up here. So, uh, Pete, hit the gong, get it on. So, I'm gonna hand the the mug over to Obert. Pete. Thank you, Pete, for abducting me into your <laughs> gong world. Um, this is a this is an, an app based handle this week. Okay. I uh, I'm always looking for good cell phone games. I have. I have very strict requirements for the cell phone games I like, okay? Can't have ads. Can't have, like, a certain amount of turns per hour or day or whatever. You got to wait for stuff to recharge. None of this sharing on Facebook Didn't you bring lemmings to the the podcast one time? And didn't didn't that limit your moves? Yeah, I think you brought lemmings, and I was like, I I tried it. Or Chris Chris did, I think. Oh, okay. So we don't don't like Chris's name. Yeah, yeah, that was me. I I was the lemmings guy. (laughs) But, um... So I found a game that meets all those requirements. Usually these games aren't free, but you know what? If I'm going to pay like $60 for a, a video game on my Nintendo Switch, I don't mind paying a dollar or five for a game I'll play on my phone. That's my philosophy. Um, so my handle this week is a game called Plague Inc. Um, so, so Todd, you've heard about this. So the premise of the game is you uh, basically control... You play as a disease, and you can pick what kind of disease it is. It's either you know a virus or bacteria and uh, fungus, and you can unlock some crazy stuff like like a bio terror weapon. But then your goal in the game is to infect everyone in the world and ultimately kill them, kill off humanity before they discover a cure to your disease. It's a lot like the board game uh pandemic except you're rooting for the virus the disease to win i was gonna say it did sound very pandemic like sort of yeah this game was so this game got so popular when uh coronavirus first started that uh it was banned in china because everybody was making uh a a disease called coronavirus and making it sweep the world and kill the entire population so this (laughs) caught the attention of the chinese government to the point where it was banned i i could believe that but uh, yeah, you basically give your disease new symptoms like, oh, you can like coughing and sneezing. And as you come up with these new symptoms, it makes it easier to spread, but also easier for the people, the world to discover it. And if you start giving it symptoms that are too dangerous, like tumors or total organ failure, then the world is going to prioritize coming up with research for your disease. So it's like you really got to balance it. It's fun. Um, and it's, you know, it's a good cell phone game that you can just spend, you know, five minutes at a time playing here or there. 
Um, I think it was 99 cents on the Apple App Store. I think it's free on the Android App Store, but there's like less features. Like the, the features that you get for the 99 cents you pay on the Apple Store are what you get if you pay 99 cents on the Android Store. So, um, but it's a fun game. So with that, I'm going to pass this frosty mug of wisdom over to Tud. Tud, take it away with our third handle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna back to Dud. I'm gonna tell Pete. I'm gonna nudge Pete, and I'm gonna hand the mug off to Chris. All right. So my handle this week is well, a thing that I do regularly on my stream, um, but also something a present that Dana got me recently. And for those of you that have not tuned in to hit hit streamer beer dad gamer, uh, I do some dad jokes on the podcast on the the streamcast on the. St- the stream pod, the pod, the pod stream, the cast, <laughs> the cast. Period. Uh, I do some dad jokes on the podcast thing, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> the, the, the one just that say I do. Twitch. You do some dad jokes on the Twitch, on the Twitch podcast. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, Dana saw this at, uh, I think it was Sam's club and ended up buying it for me. And it's actually a book full of dad jokes. So it's called dad jokes Two and, Two is T O O, ha 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 ha, punnier than ever, and uh, it's about it's three hundred and nineteen pages of dad jokes. So, oh boy, uh, yeah. unless there, unless it contains an explicit number of dad jokes, like a thousand and one, or <laughs> or five thousand and one, then uh, then I don't think it's legit. It has to be a silly number of jokes. Um. Oh. Contains more than 800 new eye rollers, side splitters, knee slappers, and gut busters, guaranteed to make you laugh. Dot 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 or sigh. So nice. Uh, so so Dana did this to incorpor- herself. Well, she did it because of of the the gimmick that I do on the on the stream. And you know, I only know so many dad jokes that I can find on the internet fast. So it's really nice to have them available. <laughs> Just at any time. Yeah. Uh, and you got to have like a bookshelf that sits behind you on your stream that like you can see the book <laughs> over your shoulder. It's just, That'd be good. It's, it's the only book on the bookshelf. <laughs> right, right. They're like, hang on, let me go over to my library and just let wheel over see. there. <laughs> oh, here, here we go. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple. And these are, these are the freebies that are on the back cover. So, you know, anybody, anybody walking through a Sam's Club can get some of these so i like how there's like a book baron that doesn't allow you to open up the book in sam's club to read other ones yeah, it's no, only the back it's very true you have to buy, like it, to how, buy it to get the uh, i like how chris can't even read it to himself without laughing <laughs> it's a pretty good one though it's a pretty good one why do dads tell dad jokes i don't know why because grandpa jokes fell asleep on the couch but um yeah that's that's chris uh, that's todd's cue oh yeah hang on i gotta find B. Badumptis. <laughs> Snare. There you go. A limbo champion walks into a bar. He's no longer the limbo champion. <laughs> so do, things wait, like that is what you do get from dad crickets, jokes too. Punnier than cr- ever. Crickets dot wave. <laughs> Interview. Can you perform under pressure? Job up. Can, no, but I am. I I can do a pretty good Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, uh if you enjoy yourself some really corny dad jokes, 
Um, you should try to look up this book and or just incorporate some dad jokes into your life. If you're a dad, you know what I'm talking about. If you're if you're not a dad, just pretend you're a dad. If you had a dad. <laughs> if you had a dad. He, he <laughs> probably told dad jokes. Right. Yes. Dad jokes have been around forever and uh, they will continue to be around forever. So anyways, thank you. Thank you, Dana, for my, my awesome bo- book of dad jokes. And everybody should also tell dad jokes. The end. <laughs> All right. And so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, we'd like to, prof- to thank the people who provided today's beers. So I'd like to go first and thank Tox Brewing Company for their chips and dip sour. I'd like to thank Edmunds Oast Brewing for their Bound by Time India Pale Ale. And I'd like to thank Harvest Moon for their Get Lost Ale. Please make sure that you head over to social media and follow us at DAWF Podcast. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Untapped. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're sending all your thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, uh, handle ideas for Chris. Send them right over there. Also, make sure you're going over to our Discord and joining us in a conversation over there about our podcast. And make sure you head on over to Patreon and subscribe there. For as little as a dollar a month, you get a whole bonus episode. There's even a bonus episode for, for today, so head right on over there. Um, also, make sure you're heading over to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating. It really helps people find us. And also, if for some reason you're not subscribed to our podcast on wherever you get your podcasts, do that too. I don't think I have to say that by this point, but make sure you're doing that. And uh, with that, my name's Stud. My name's Chris. My name's Obert. Remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Yeah, I really like the dad jokes on the stream. It reminds me of The Office when uh, they have the business meeting at Chili's and Michael calls Pam. He's like, Pam, <laughs> go to my office. Read the, not, read the, the, the jokes. It's probably a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's exactly how I feel. No. Yeah, they're they're fun. I like them a lot. They're they're fan favorite. What do you wear to Jurassic Park? A Jurassic Parka. Oh. Oh. Boo. <laughs> Boo.